0: To Vista, episode one hundred and forty-two. I'm Andrew, and I'm here in the wild, overgrown jungles of post-apocalyptic Britain, uh, just like in *Day of the Triffids*. Fun book, fun book that one. When you're not being blinded by a big shuffling plant. Uh, I'm here. There's lots of big, overgrown double-decker buses, and there, um, crawling out of the broken window of one, looking a little the worse for wear, is Theo. Hello, Theo. Hey, how
1: you going? Now, I bleed a lot, so this is a problem for me. (laughs) Both both the glass and the context uh, in
0: general. You crawl through the the broken window, door Mm -hmm. open right next to it. Uh,
1: Yeah, okay, well look, I'm under a lot of stress right now, as you can probably understand. Hmm. So you've got to give me a little fucking leeway.
0: Uh, And here, coming down the street with big spiky shoulder pads like uh, the the Road Warriors from... uh, Oh, no, I'm going to get the name wrong. Is oh, it the, the
1: movie Road Warrior?
0: Well, um, <laughs> we all we all know the movie Road Warrior. I'm, of course, thinking of the WWE tag team um, with, with, their, with their big big spiky... It is the Road Warriors. Uh, wearing big spiky shoulder pads like the Road Warriors from the classic WWF team, the Road Warriors, and riding a large penny-farthing bicycle... It's our friend from Trash Future,
2: Riley. Hi. Uh, actually, uh, no, you were right the first time. Uh, the spiky shoulder pads are from the movie The Road Warrior. Uh, here in post apocalyptic <laughs> London, Madame Tussauds uh, has been unguarded. So I've helped myself to these handsome wax shoulder pads from the movie The Road Warrior. Oh, and what a movie! What a frighteningly impressive yeah. movie. We are now, we're, we're, the, the looting has begun. And no treasure of old classic cult movies is safe. Next, I'm going to steal The Room from The Room.
0: <laughs> what else could you steal from a movie? Theo, what kind of prop do you think you would most like to steal from a movie? Were it available to you?
1: Oh, Oof. Oh. Um, okay, so this is going to sound probably bad, but the, the immediate thought was... Um, the the street pole from the movie Hereditary.
0: <laughs> okay, ooh, that's, <laughs> that's kind of grim.
1: <laughs> oh, well, look, okay, you asked, and <laughs> you okay. told? I, f- I figure yeah. you could probably track that down and t- and steal that bad boy.
2: Yeah, and then you know use it to menace anyone who comes along. I've got another yeah, one. It's uh, very menacing. The it's got a cube- little
0: sigil on it. The cube from the movie Cube. Okay. You could put that in your room, from The Room.
2: Yeah. <laughs> God, what a, stu- what a, stu- what a stupid uh, concept that The Room has a room you can steal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and place things in The Room. Um, I would, of course, uh, steal the most valuable piece of movie memorabilia of all, the computer that was used to render the Na'vi in the film Avatar. That's <laughs> just a fetish thing for you. Yep, and then I would just use it to like play YouTube videos. <laughs> That'll be about it. Yep. Yep. So where did the collapse of Britain start? I think it was with Boris Johnson getting the coronavirus.
2: I mean, you could you could really put that date at a lot of different times. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could say it was the to, it was the 2012 Olympics opening ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my claim, anyway. Uh, I was going to say,
0: listeners of Trash Future will be well aware. Oh yes. that this is pinpointed as the the initial downfall <laughs> of civilized society, Western
1: society.
2: <laughs> I, that's right. It's uh, it like in that line in the Matrix, we bowed down and worship to ourselves as we gave birth to Danny Boyle doing a performance to the NHS. Oh yeah. Um. No, I I, I look. Uh. It's. Here, here's the thing. Boris Johnson has coronavirus, yes. a Lots of people are focusing on that. But very few people are focusing on the fact that Matt Hancock, the most precious cabinet boy of all, the Labrador that they've put in charge, the Labrador that looks like a man that they've put in charge of the health and social <laughs> care system in this country, also has coronavirus. And I have I, I to say, I genuinely wish him a speedy recovery. He seems like a nice man.
1: Huh. God, I just looked up his photo and he absolutely looks like every person that ever got yelled at on the thick of it. Uh-huh. That's right.
2: Just <laughs>
1: just That's a it. man built for eating shit.
2: <laughs> one time, one time he ate a stroopwaffle on live to te- on, on on not on live television on like Good Morning Britain, like before he was good to be interviewed. No, it wasn't Good Morning Britain. I think it was Piers Morgan and Susanna Reid. Um and then Piers Morgan spent like 5 minutes ripping on him for eating a stroop waffle and then saying people should eat healthy and he just said, well, if, if you eat you can have a treat in moderation. All good boys can have treats. <laughs> and, you can I have mean, a Stroop waffle every now and then, innit? <laughs> Matt Hancock as a as a poor Victorian orphan just 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 listlessly parkouring around the city wishing his parents would come home. <laughs> <laughs> to listeners of your podcast, I'm obsessed. Like, we are obsessed with Matt Hancock oh. on Trash Future because when he was, uh, when he was the secretary for um, digital, digital culture, media, and sport, which is a department here, uh, he once did a promotional video where he did some amateur parkour in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Hell yeah! So cool. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll send that to you. You can link that in this episode.
1: Oh, anyway. God bless. Anyway, sorry, you got to I- respect it.
2: I'm I'm I forgot. I'm talking about the before time, uh before we all started wearing spiky shoulder pads that we looted from movies. Um yes, coronavirus. It's quite the virus. Uh and boy has it ever infected everyone who constantly goes on TV in Britain and tells you not to worry too much about the coronavirus. Strange it's irony, so that's. weird.
0: Yeah. All the all um, the royals <laughs>
2: Yeah. So,
1: so I might have all my timelines mixed up here, Riley. So help me out here. So yes. Boris Johnson was on record saying he's basically going out, shaking hands, kissing babies, uh, and he's not going to stop. And then he got coronavirus.
2: Yes, that's that is correct. Yes, uh, and <laughs> if you want to know, thank you. That, that's all my said, questions. <laughs> well, it's like it's like in uh, it's it's sort of like that thing with like. Boris Johnson is, like, uh, everyone's, oh, he's a man of no principles, whatever. And they, no, he, he is a man of principles. It's just the principles suck. Um, yeah, because he's yeah. a of yeah.
1: stupid principles. <laughs> he's a man
2: of very stupid <laughs> principles. One of these principles is a sort of the idea that politicians should be glad-handing and performatively doing things. Like, uh, in the t- before we hosted the 2012 Olympics, uh, he... Went on a zip line across the River Thames with some sparklers holding two Union Jacks and got stuck in the middle. Memories. Um, I know. Remember that? That was fun. But it's it's part of his belief that he thinks that politicians should be showy and out in public and sort of like kind of sort of celebrities, and also his belief in sort of civil libertarianism. Like he doesn't think he's he he is loath to ever close down a business or. Um, like tell or tell people what they can and can't do socially he's very happy to tell people they shouldn't pay their taxes and he's actually to be fair to him not as much of an authoritarian on crime as new labor was at all uh lol um but regardless uh so he has every single step of this lockdown he has been fighting every single step of the way and that sort of, I think, is mirrored in the fact that American boomers, the people who are, you know, most at risk of this, getting ill from this, are saying, well, no, <laughs> I mean, I'm a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's why uh, the villages now has, the, in Florida, now is riven with coronavirus. Hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm just going to put it out there. Um, I already despised the I'm a hugger people before yep. it was clear that I was going to catch a fatal disease from them.
2: I always knew that they were going to kill me. I just didn't... I hadn't guessed it how. Mm. I got how wrong. Everything else. Spot on.
0: Yeah. In, like, uh, 2047, Theo's going to be holding up both of his hands when people try to hug him, saying, well, you never know about the coronavirus.
2: You Mm. never know. Uh, One other thing here as well is because, like, in Britain, the first instinct is to always make everything a crime if you want to stop it. Um, That's why in the new labor years there was this thing called an asbo that they could hand you out which basically just means you're frightening the police um <laughs> and they can basically a, a what yeah if you're frightening they, they, the police the police they are allowed- only
0: they only find you like that when they're very distressed
2: <laughs> the po- <laughs> the police are effectively allowed to, to rule that whatever you specifically are doing is illegal and if you do it again then you have to go to jail um so it was used to like criminalize uh, groups of young black men standing around, because the police could say, "Ah, oh, you're standing around menacingly. If you stand around again, I'll put you in jail." So it basically well, that's allows the loutish police- behavior. Yeah, it allows the police to legislate on the spot, essentially for you in particular. Jesus. Um, so now, what has happened is they've criminalized um, co- if you if the police th- officer thinks you're coughing at them, they can arrest you. Um and uh, the police also like are rec- are now using drones to patrol if people are actually staying inside their houses. So it's like Boris Johnson may feel like a civil libertarian, but ooh boy, do police forces up and down the country not feel like that?
1: Um, uh, sorry. Uh, okay, I'm still stuck on ASBO. Um, yeah. here are some oh, of the oh, things. We can talk about it for a bit. Here are some of the things that qualify for an ASBO. Um, arson. Okay, fair enough. Pastism.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I- it's interesting. Shouldn't they have had an, ar- an arson? Seems law like before that one that? should
1: already have been covered. But here we are, um, <laughs> dogging.
2: Oh, you know what dogging is, right?
0: Uh, Do- oh, I know what dogging is.
2: I well,
1: think. You know, Wikipedia <laughs> is describing it as exhibitionist public sex. So there we there go. You go. That's done
2: between Very people. In their, that's done between people in their sixties, almost always over the hood of a Nissan Micra in <laughs> L.A. <by. laughs> It's it's the thing about dogging is that it's all it's it's one of these things where usually, I think there's the um, we we like to oh imagine th- like nude so beaches. This is like a and,
1: ritualistic thing. Yeah, this you is something like to that people.
2: You, I think people like to imagine nude beaches and sex parties and stuff as happening between like young and attractive people. But dogging has always been thought of as something that only sort of old, gross people do, and rainy um like r- <laughs> rest areas and beside mm-hmm. motorways.
1: Uh, just a few more. Littering slash fly tipping slash dog fouling.
0: I'm sorry, what was the one in the middle there?
1: Uh, fly tipping. So I feel like my favourite p- is dog fouling, over a, but go
0: on. Pushing over a vulnerable fly? What <laughs> is? <laughs> that's right.
1: Riley?
2: Oh, that's if you use a bin <laughs> okay. that's not yours. What? R- really? <laughs> yeah. So, that's
1: like an Australian custom. It's I know. Sort of like,
2: we refer
0: to that in my house as playing the bin game.
2: A lot of a lot of um bins around uh, London are locked because they're like picked up by private garbage collectors, so you can't put your garbage in there, or else you, someone else is going to be paying for you to throw out your garbage. What a
1: fucking nightmare land! Oh, uh, um. so it's
2: it's more like dumpsters than like someone. Oh no! Somebody's, somebody's no no person. no! It's old Also, it's illegal to put your uh your tin your tin of diet coke there into someone else's bin.
0: Huh. I'm um I'm just reading from keepbritaintidy.org. Fly tipping is a serious criminal offence. <laughs> <laughs> in it, fly, fly tipping <laughs> Fly-tipping. So come so, on
2: now, so if you're on your way to go, uh, gather in a group menacingly while waiting for your turn at the dogging station. Make sure <laughs> don't- throwing your Snickers wrapper onto the ground. <laughs> don't, Which is don't- just the
1: three-wheeled car from Mr. Mr. Bean.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's with if <laughs> If you're Mr Bean and you're on your way to go get your dick sucked outside of Swindon, <laughs> make sure you don't do any arson or do- or fly tipping.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh. A- and one I think is the most British thing to be against the law, rudeness.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: That's, anyway, that's, that's, that's the only me. one that's that's the only one that's punishable by
2: execution. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, failing to failing to curtsy afore the queen, the um the bobbies will have their truncheons out in half an instant and beat you within an inch of your leather. My goodness, well, um, they have already
0: given uh, new powers to police here to enforce social distancing, so the New South Wales police um, can now give you a thousand dollar on the spot fine. For flouting social distancing laws. For um, Victoria has won up them by uh, doing uh, a $1,600 fine. So, except the New South Wales police, because they are the New South Wales police. Um, they don't need to know what the laws are to enforce them. They just kind of need an idea. They need to have half heard some words while they were listening to a morning briefing. Law's they more they of a out,
1: feeling, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's more it's of more a kind of vibe. A, you hear some yeah. key phrases and then you go out and you interpret the law, you know? Um, so they've they've already been out there apparently giving people $1,000 fines for like standing too close to their own husband in like line to pay
2: for something. Oh, yeah. The British police uh, have been doing this as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, what this re- you know what this puts me in mind of? In what piece of fiction is a lawyer, a judge and a police officer wrapped up in the same person. Judge Dredd. It's Judge Dredd. They're all Judge Dredd. <laughs> coronavirus has turned every cop into Judge Dredd. Judge, jury, and executioner?
0: <laughs> oh, he's being rude, isn't it? Blam, blam, blam. <laughs> oh, he's, 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 he's got illegal coronavirus. <laughs> I think he's coughing near me. Um, <laughs> oh, oh,
2: he's coughing into
0: that bin, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Coughing into someone else's. That's bin. not your bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah, we are we are already getting there. Um, of course, some other things are changing as well. Um, the so the the new start allowance, which in Australia is for you know the doll colloquially, mm-hmm. except um, conservative governments and and the Labor government as well over preceding years have done their absolute best to make sure that it's not actually, you know, welfare for people who are not currently employed. Instead, it's, uh-huh. um, it's a job seeker allowance, which means that you have to be proving to them through your quote-unquote mutual obligations that you are looking for an appropriate number of jobs and attending an appropriate number of meetings and all these sorts of things in order to qualify um, for your pittance that they throw to you. Oh, yeah, we do now, the same thing. Yeah, so uh, the UK, much like Australia, has suddenly been hit with a massive wave of unemployment due to all of the businesses um, that are closing down as a result of coronavirus. So they have now introduced... Um, so what, one of the things they initially did was they effectively doubled the New START allowance, which a lot of people, like the Australian Unemployed Workers Union, have been pushing to have raised for years now. So, it's so basically, wait, wait,
2: are you saying it's gone from? A pittance to tuppence. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <gasps>
0: tuppence for your murder. It's a, a reference to last week. That's a episode. good episode title and a threat. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, basically, they've they've been able to immediately, in one fell swoop, double that amount. Um, people haven't been able to get it raised by anything for however long. And uh, Stuart Robert, notorious dipshit MP for uh, services, rendering services, was on Alan Jones's show, and he was like, "Oh yeah, but you know, there's all these people out there <coughs> lining up to claim uh, unemployment, and they're all people who've looked after themselves their whole lives and been totally independent, you know. So basically, right off the bat, they've immediately." gotten into their deserving
2: Mm -hmm. poor and their undeserving poor so this unemployment is different so if your if your business closes if your employer closes down because uh you know uh, maybe they're like move all the jobs to another country that's because you didn't work hard enough but if your employer closes down uh and you work at a water park and it's because of the virus then that's an act of god and these two things are different
0: well, what's wildest about this is not just that they increased Newstart, but they increased it by so much for all of the, all of the people who are suddenly eligible for it. Um, they increased it by so much that anybody who was previously working on minimum wage and has now gone onto the new New Start payment will be getting a pay rise. Oh, good. Um, yeah, which is absolutely good. Um, They've also just announced today, and bear in mind, you know, by the time you hear this episode, maybe this will have changed another five times or whatever as, as things are going at the moment. But they've just announced a new subsidy thing called the JobKeeper subsidy. And that's a many, many billions of dollars package to pay to employers so that they can give their employees or people that they've had to just let go as a result of the pandemic... Um, They can give them $1,500 a fortnight and basically say, we're going to keep you on the payroll and we'll pay you through this subsidy. And they said as well that if employers can't afford to, that they should put some money on top of that and try and get you as close to your previous wage as they could.
2: And I'm Um, sure they
0: all are. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this has been reflected by the government's attitude in... Um, suggesting that people just sit down with their landlords and work out an arrangement Oh, that's like for, the coming, Bor- for the coming months.
2: Boris Johnson here. Uh, I guess his brain was addled by sickness at this point. When asked a question by a journalist about profiteering, he said, I would be very disappointed if anyone profiteered. Oh, you'd hate to see it. <laughs> you'd simply hate to see it. Ooh. Now, we're not going to make it a category that'll give you an ASBO, but ooh. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny because um, they could actually say, hey, if you do that, we will send you to jail. But strangely enough, they always, um, they always stop short right at that no, point. No, we've
1: got a long history of our politicians going like, guys, a few businesses, if you do the wrong thing on this, uh, mate, mate, oh, look... Oh. oh, Look, oh, mate, oh. if you don't, if you, oh. Oh, look, any of this funny business, new businesses, uh, we'd hate to see it and uh, oh, you're gonna you are going to get everyone worked up. You
0: know, if if, the, Reserve ba- if <laughs> the Reserve Bank lowers the interest rates and um, you guys play silly buggers <laughs> yeah. and don't pass it on your customers, I just,
2: oh, oh, oh. mate. You know what? It, worse than any punishment we could give you is the knowledge that you didn't do the right thing. Yes, there is
0: nothing worse actually than when your prime minister says, "I'm not mad." Yeah, I'm just, I'm just
1: unactionably disappointed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's when when he tell he tells business to, "Hey, smarten up." Hey, hey, come on, man, take a look yeah, at that's, yourself. That's you know? not good stuff. Put down that sack of money. Take a look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> Um, So, um, if if I can add one one other thing, Uh, we also did the same thing with our our landlords, where they said, look, we're going to do a mortgage holiday for all the landlords, and then we expect the landlords and the tenants to have a discussion about what they can do. And then everyone was like, hey, that's not enough. So, they said, fine, fine, fine. What we're going to do is we're going to say, if you lost your job due to coronavirus, you can suspend your rent for three months and then pay it all back then. Because we're oh, cool. assuming cool. everyone's yeah. going to get a tripling in wage when they come back because everyone's going to have a big the economy is back party. Yeah,
1: so when I when I don't have enough money to eat, what I like to do is not eat a bunch of meals and then at the end uh, have a, the Brian have Butterfield day. Just have one big
2: meal. <laughs> yeah. Do it all at once. It's basically like uh, it's Mardi Gras, but for economy.
0: <laughs> so... You know, obviously a lot of people have looked at some of these things that are happening and said, hey, um, the speed with which you responded to this and said, oh, all these normal people who aren't fucking poor scum are out of work um, and they can't live on that. They can't live on what we're giving to the dregs of our society. We'd better, we better do something about that. The speed with which they were able to do that kind of made a lot of people like us say, Huh. It's almost like you could have been doing that the whole time. And there's some other examples of that that we're seeing around the place, including in the UK, where um, it says from the Guardian broadband providers to lift data caps during COVID-19 lockdown. Mm -hmm. Uh, All data allowance caps on current fixed broadband services will be removed in a deal struck by the government and telco (laughs) companies to help vulnerable people stay connected through the pandemic. Uh, the companies have pledged that anyone who is struggling to pay their bill due to the pandemic will be treated fairly and appropriately supported. The Department for Digital, Culture, Media and Sport, that's uh, right, formally, <laughs> formally, headed up by Parkour Demon Matt Hancock. Um, so, number one, it's very funny to me that uh, you have data caps on your on your broadband there.
2: Very quaint. But very few actually have this. Or at least, uh, very, so I've, comes I've, over I've never had f- one. I've never had one with one of those. Yeah, you'd hate to be
0: um, you hate to be jacking off to some internet porn and be like, "Oh no, my minutes!
2: I'm using <laughs> up all <on> the minutes." <laughs> oh, so oh, I'm going. I'm going to download this topless car wash scene in 420p to do my part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all, um, right, also all been- right,
2: ladies. There's a, prim- a Plymouth Prowler that needs a little bit of attention. <laughs> and don't forget to get in under the wheel wells. Ah, oh, you've gone and spilled the bucket of soap all over your white T-shirt. Oh, oh, it stopped loading. Well, it's a <laughs> pandemic. Oh, hit my limit. Well, <laughs> there's always
0: the next old month, memory. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Remember when you had to just imagine things?
0: I guess the old.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, fine.
0: Like, I guess <laughs> asked and answered. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what you used to uh, have to imagine stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> barely, barely. Um, so there has also been. This is from um, from a publication that I can only imagine is beloved by both of our listener bases.
2: railfreight.com. Uh, they will the not Gales shut up, up. That doesn't she? They they will not shut up about it on our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: UK partial rail nationalisation to battle coronavirus. The UK has partially nationalised its railways as a temporary measure battling the coronavirus crisis. Rail freight remains in commercial hands while the UK government has taken charge of the passenger rail network. hmm. All commercial franchisees have been suspended for at least six months from today. Given that the infrastructure manager Network Rail is a government agency... That leaves freight as the most significant commercial operation on the British railway network. Tell you what,
1: I I started antidepressants about 10 days ago, and I think it just kicked in.
2: (laughs) Here's the the thing, you'd you'd expect, I think, all of the um, sort of cynical pieces of shit who've been like talking about how, oh, the labor manifesto is impossible, it's bizarre, it'll make us Venezuela or whatever are now like that a conservative government is doing it are responding to it pretty well and yeah. y- you know what else that's actually not true they're still concern trolling about how this is like partially nationalizing the rail network during a pandemic is going to turn us into venezuela huh yeah so, like they're there's keeping st- it, real. Keepin now, it real this is this is not universal i mean the massive the the budget that first announced this sort of set of coronavirus measures and so on announced by Rishi Sunak the um, Daily Mail drew a gigantic slightly horny cartoon of him holding a big syringe of money and called him Dr. Feelgood but like a lot a lot of the op-ed writers are now sort of mirroring the um, the Trump position because they know that Trump is the much stronger pull on the conservative movement than Boris Johnson is generally especially now that Brexit is more or less settled Um, Although it's almost certainly going to have to be extended because everyone is ill, um, uh, they all got notes from their doctors. Uh, anyway, uh, they're like now <laughs> being like, "Oh, don't don't treat broadband as a utility. Don't close stuff down. Oh, it's Venezuela, Venezuela. It's just the flu, Venezuela." You know. Meanwhile, Venezuela is actually responding very well to this crisis. Of course. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, just, I think it's very interesting. Like people like Daniel Hannon um, are saying that, like. Uh, giving people rep- replacing people's wages uh during the crisis is akin to the Anona in ancient rome which was a distribution of free grain to people in rome
1: oh yeah <laughs> there was another guy um who uh who said the exact same thing who's an american author and he posted uh he got um called out by mike duncan the guy it's the that, same guy um uh, same, same guy. Oh, wonderful. The and guy. then he, yeah, he posted his own book going, oh, have a look at this, this two and a half star on Amazon. Uh, and immediately <laughs> got dunked on by Mike Duncan with his own History of Rome book. God yeah, bless that's
2: because It's because the, the British upper class, especially those that have come through like Eaton and Oxbridge and stuff, are sort of groomed to be able to always high road anybody because everyone in Britain just defers to them. And so anytime they interact with someone who's just not going to defer to them and they try to highroad them with like their self-published pamphlet on why like you know the ancient egyptian pharaohs were akin to like the Mark Zuckerberg of today or whatever then they just constantly embarrass themselves anytime they get out of their soft play area that is this island. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so I guess I wanted to I wanted to ask you for a little prognostication because this is clearly a thing that's going to need to continue yes. in in more and more significant ways. Like, oh, yeah. governments are going to have to continue to step in and say, we simply cannot let, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of people be put out into the street. We can't let hundreds of thousands of people starve to death. Um, you know, America seems let, like
2: it's going to. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, like, that's the, that's the comparison is that that country has reached a point of everybody's meant to be looking out for themselves and private healthcare is magically meant to be taking care of everything. And they're the ones with the skyrocketing new cases and they're also kind of not testing anybody, which indicates that the actual cases that they have are probably far, far, far beyond that. Um, and we had Trump today saying, hey, if... um, What was it that he, that he said? He was talking about the percentage of the population... So saying, you know, if it was fatal, then it could be up to however many millions of deaths. So if we're able to get out of it with only like 100 to 200,000 deaths, you can say that we've done
2: a really, really good job. So because he loves loves numbers and a million is a really big number and 100,000 is like a medium number because he only thinks in terms of scale. Um, the only numbers he has a detailed, uh, the only numbers he has a detailed view on are TV ratings, which uh, he's been uh, suggesting is the reason why the media is criticizing him. Is because his press conferences are getting way better ratings, akin to the season finale of The Bachelor, than any of their coverage.
0: That's uh, that's the the main thing that the media are
2: concerned about. He's yeah. taking my ratings. What I, the other thing I find very ah oh, my ratings. He's ta- he's taken them along with this movie memorabilia. The other main thing I think is really interesting is that lots of people are like, oh, China's falsifying their numbers. We can't trust them. Don't don't take any aid from China. And it's like, why do you think the US and Britain didn't test anyone for so long? That's mm. another way to f- keep your numbers artificially low. Absolutely. And and yeah,
0: so I think I think America we can look at and say, here's the case of a country that has spent as long as possible just basically you know, hand-waving this away and saying, this isn't really a thing and it'll probably sort itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, it clearly is a thing that is not sorting itself out and requires massive intervention. We can see the countries where there has been massive intervention have, have been having the most impact. Um, but it's still obviously nobody has
2: any idea. Of how long any of this is going to go on for at this point. What if it is actually going very well in the U.S. and it isn't going very well in any of those other countries, and this is just being made up by CNN because they're jealous of Trump's ratings? What do you think the chances of that are? Like twenty, I will apologize.
0: (laughs) I will apologize to Donald Trump on the show if that is the case. (laughs) But um, so, so I guess what I what I wanted to ask you for in a in a very non-committal prediction kind of way is what do you sort of see happening as ironically lots of conservative governments are being forced into this position of acknowledging that actually a government can just look after people and actually uh money is just kind of made up and national debt isn't really a problem and you know you can effectively just write a big blank check for yourself Um, you can commit to spending however much money it's going to take Governments can nationalize rail services, they can produce their own medicine, they can, you know, pour massive amounts of money into their health services. What's going to happen on the other side of this? What happens, you know, when we get to a point of saying, okay, things are starting to get back to normal, and now we're going to, like, you know, sell sell the, the railways again and everybody can go back to paying a shitload of money to travel on the train and you can all go back to getting jarred on your rent and everybody can go back to you know like, like the, the, the new start allowance here to me is going to be the ultimate example I find myself wondering is our government going to then get to the point of sort of going back to normal and saying oh well you know it's kind of there now or are they actually going to say well time to take like drop it back down to below the poverty line what what can possibly happen past this point
2: well okay a few things number one there's this uh, long-standing theory that when you create entitlement programs they create constituencies around themselves so that's why it was relatively simple for the for the conservative movement in the u.s to effectively gut obamacare because it wasn't a big, obvious entitlement that people got and understood, um, and that they Mm -hmm. rallied around. That's why it's uh, very difficult, and it's taken like 40 years of sustained full frontal assault for conservatives to try to cut and privatize the NHS in Britain, and they still really haven't managed to sort of get the bulk of it. So... The question is, are these entitlement programs going to have cre- that created around coronavirus going to have created constituencies around themselves such that they're very difficult to reduce now that it's been shown to be possible? I mean, you can't dismiss out of hand the idea that like you could use this to say, OK, well, we've spent a ton of money. Time to go back to hyper austerity. But that's just one end of it. So I, I, I say, on, I've said on Trash Future, like capitalism as we know it is over. It doesn't mean capitalism is over. It doesn't mean austerity is over. It doesn't mean exploitation is over. It means the sort of free flow free flow of capital with low with low government interest rates, with lots of competing firms and, and so on and so on is probably over. And we're going to see a much more clientelist, feudalistic, state capital uh, vision of the future because we can just support uh, we can. P- the state is allowed to pick winners and support them using expansive monetary policy. So that's my sort of d- grim prediction. Uh, the extent to which these programs create and mobilize constituencies around themselves, the extent to which, like, it's understood that homelessness is a political choice because, like, most ca- all councils have been instructed to house all rough sleepers. Mm. Uh, so it's like, oh, so we could have, we could have just done that, huh? We just didn't. You know, uh, th- uh, the, the the narrative that austerity was a political choice is now no more clear than ever, but just making that narrative clear is not enough to end, to end the sort of logic of austerity forever. So uh, to answer your question, I mean, I fundamentally don't know, but there's one thing that I do know. So I don't know. I just know the metric by which we can know if it will be a good outcome or not. But here's one thing I do know. Which is that having beaten back their left populist challengers, and unfortunately, I have to eat shit on my prediction that Labour will still be a relatively left wing party because of its large membership. Nope we got beat we got beaten in the election, and then um, it looks like the membership has basically been cowed into voting for Keir Starmer because uh, Rebecca Long Bailey just isn't inspiring the kind of like. Political involvement that Corbyn did, Keir Starmer has picked Rachel Reeves as his likely cabinet secretary, who in 2000 likely shadow uh, chancellor, who said in 2013 that Labour isn't the party of unemployed people and would be tougher on benefits than the Tories, and so it's, <sighs> and so it's the same thing as picking Joe Biden as the Democratic nominee. Where the only defenders of neoliberalism, as we knew it, that existed from 1980 to 2008 slash stra- 2020, left are going to be labor and democratic parties, because they're yep. losers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's about right, and you know it seems to be about the same here. Um, same sort of thing as always. I mean, th- there's there's been so many points here of. Things that have clearly needed to happen, where the Labour Party would have been in a great position to say, hey, look at you suddenly raising Newstart because you're acknowledging that people can't actually live on what you've been paying them on Newstart. We committed before the election to raising Newstart. We would have already had this in place. But instead, their commitment was uh, we pledge to at some point in the first year of being elected, do a review of New Start entitlements. Just absolutely weak bullshit, and uh, I feel like a lot of it is like that across the board. It's exactly what uh, what you're talking about with, um, yeah, just just the just the general neoliberal flavor of most of the things that Labor um, put forward as policies before the election. Even if they were good, they were still so means tested and specific, and such a tight little bracket of something where it was like, mm. you know, we'll introduce. Uh, Dental care on Medicare for people over 60 and uh, like cancer treatment in these specific scenarios. And again, it's like you're saying about um, about Obamacare. It's not something people can look at and say, if I support that party, then everybody in the country gets this. This one Mm -hmm. thing I can point at and say, I understand that. I understand it and I understand who gets it and they didn't commit to any of those things instead it was all these little mean tested bits of weirdness and so now while you know while the liberal party while the conservatives are turning around and saying we're doubling new start we're giving money to employers to keep people employed we're you know talking to people about rental obligations and all this sort of stuff they don't have anything that they can turn around and point to and say we were already trying to do that we mm. were the party that was already trying to set all these things in motion. They completely lost the opportunity to do any and all of that. And now they're just kind of sitting there with their thumbs up their asses going, yeah. And that's that's yeah. about it. This, that's all they just got. Just
2: basically, just do it, doing the thing that they've been trying but failing to do for 10 years. It's this inc- like out-deficit hawking the right-wing parties. Hey, they finally get a chance to do it and have it be real. It's like they got their wish. They got to point out a genuine hypocrisy, and they genuinely got to be right in pointing out how the other side is wrong, and the other side, in all their majestic wrongness, is giving people stuff.
0: Now, sure, uh, these governments are trying to fix things, but governments can't fix things by themselves. You know who they need? They need millionaires. They need startups. They need
2: ingenuity. millionaires... Andrew, please, try thinking a little bit bigger. And that's right. What I'm saying we need is alliterative with the word bigger. (laughs) That's right. It's (laughs) Vista.
0: Theo, who is here to save us?
1: Look, I'm going to rattle through these really quickly. Um, One, to just try and get a density of annoyance in Riley, because... that's Ooh. that's a goal to have but are, two because i really uh, uh, want to get to the story at the end of this as well yes are, are, yes, are we comp- well, are
2: so we <laughs> are we is this a competition to see if i can be driven madder than the day rave episode
1: oh i cannot i can't hope to um compete with that on that is a lofty, goal. That's a that's lofty a, goal uh that's a that's a long that's but. a long road but um look Absolutely. So the tech, the tech bros, they've all gotten together and they've done the one thing that they, two things, I'm going to say, two things that they know how to do. Uh, one, Facebook, Microsoft, Twitter, WeChat, TikTok, Pinterest, Slack, and Giphy are all putting together a hackathon
2: oh, to finally. solve the
1: coronavirus pandemic. They're, what they're, what they're video all,
2: sharing? What video sharing service is going to help with this, other than one that, like I don't know, is so good that it gets people to stay at home?
1: I, I don't, I don't know. Um, so Mark Zuckerberg says, uh, "I'm hopeful that some useful prototypes and ideas will come out of this." Features like blood donations and crisis response were first built during hackathons and now used by millions of people worldwide. And here's the thing, we already know the fucking things that we, that we need. You just ask people, you ask people, hey, what do you need? And they tell you, and then you go and do it. There's this whole layer of obfuscation that if you get a whole bunch of people with absolutely no domain knowledge with you know, epidemiology to all sit in their individual horrible rooms over a Zoom chat that they're all going to type in a keyboard and somehow you know, be the one to solve coronavirus uh, is maddening to me, but of course it is the one of the only two things that they know how to do. The other thing they know how to do uh, is use blockchain. Yes. So here's some headlines I hated from Forbes. Oh, no. Five ways blockchain can unblock the coronavirus medical supply chain. Uh, block, this is from GovTech. Blockchain emerges as a useful tool in fight against coronavirus. Um, I read it and it, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: pretty sure it we're still waiting for it to emerge as a useful tool of some kind, aren't we?
2: Uh-huh. Wait, I, uh huh. I didn't know that Fini- you could yeah. somehow put use a blockchain as a replacement for a ventilator.
1: Uh, you can't use blockchain as a replacement for anything,
2: uh, but we will S- Especially money, trying. it turns out. <laughs> but, but wait, <laughs> what, right. what if what if you just what if you want <laughs> to pump a lot of uh, 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 CO two into the atmosphere in exchange for some no, delicious right. heroin?
1: absolutely um or a murder and uh <laughs> and from uh fin extra which is a very different site from findomextra uh <laughs> so careful of your bookmarks um blockchain and coronavirus could <laughs> it prevent future pandemics question mark uh the answer what? is no no <laughs> <laughs>
2: no no is the answer well maybe <laughs> I don't know, what if the pandemic is a pandemic of useful applications of a distributed ledger technology Yeah
1: (laughs) What if, Riley? Then how stupid would we look? And I also want to do, because I know not the last one, the episode before, Riley, I wasn't on the episode So, look, that's fine doesn't matter. <laughs> but, um, you know, you guys did a good, good bit on, on WeWork. I thought I'd just do a quick quick update there as as well because this all ties in. Um, as we all know, WeWork is fucked anyway. They had a failed IPO. They've got no money. Um, but even still, they were like, well, you know what uh, it beats having no money uh, is having less money by doubling the amount of locations for some reason. So they planned mm-hmm. this year, 2020, to double the amount of locations that They have open.
0: Well, let's uh, see how that works out. So, uh,
1: as of close to a week ago, they still had most of their locations open. Uh, and here's where it all comes mm. full circle at the time, they were offering a hundred dollars per day bonus for WeWork employees to come into the to the office,
0: paying money to spread the pandemic, baby. Huh. They were
2: Wait, one of their, were, of, I love this one of their, um. One of their new investors was a Mr. C-virus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, that boring I'm shit's on the, out I'm of I'm on way. the C-virus diet.
1: <laughs> uh, it's time to get on to the article that I've uh, <laughs> been waiting the whole time. Uh, this is from The Guardian. This is from uh, a dear friend of the show, Naman Zhu. Uh, astrophysicist gets magnets stuck up nose while inventing coronavirus device. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's right. Now, have you
1: seen Have you seen this?
2: Oh yes. Uh, I'm for context. I'm uh, I'm uh, quarantining in my girlfriend's family's house in West London, <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, the the mother just sent to the WhatsApp chat uh, of the quarantine called quarantine, which is very sweet. Uh, a <laughs> screenshot of that of that article with the crying laughing emoji, and yes, And she was right to do so. <laughs> she, she was right. right to do so. Uh
1: huh. No. Uh, but you haven't read it yet.
2: No, I have not yet read it. I've only, right. I've seen, I've only seen it.
1: Let's go for a journey then. Uh, so this astrophysicist uh, was admitted to hospital after getting four magnets stuck up his nose in an, event, an attempt <laughs> to invent a device that stops people from touching their faces during the coronavirus outbreak.
0: Uh, he a a was, delicious <laughs> bit of irony there Because I believe he wound up touching his face A great a deal lot. during this process
1: <laughs> Absolutely uh, In many horrible ways uh, So he was, building a, he was building a necklace That sounds an alarm on facial contact uh, So he, uh, This is a 27 year old guy who Studies pulsars and gravitational waves And he was livening up this boredom Of self-isolation with the four powerful Neodymium magnets And look absolutely uh, identify with him there. I've got some magnets in the cupboard now that I am considering putting up my nose.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just to liven things up. Um, yeah. you know, you have a few friends over, have a couple of drinks, you know, uh-huh. see how things go, and then someone gets out the magnets, and you all put them up your nose.
1: That's right. So yeah. he put this thing together, detects right. a you know a electromagnetic field uh, changes, standard sort of stuff. Um, but he fucked up initially, and then he fucked up a whole bunch of times more. Uh, so initially. Uh, he had he built it all wrong, uh, and he accidentally invented a necklace that buzzes continuously unless you move your hand close to your face. <laughs> yeah, so he's
0: accidentally okay invented alarm. the "Everything's Fine" alarm from The Simpsons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. This was his, I think the the least of his mistakes, though. Uh, That's true. He scrapped his scrapped that idea, um, and was still a bit bored playing with the magnets. Uh, you know, same logic as clipping pegs to your ears, he says. I clipped them to my earlobes, and then I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I yep. would
0: just I would just like to point out how mm-hmm. he. So he has framed this entire thing in talking to the paper as uh, I have become a, a a victim. I've become a petard victim. Um, as a result of my noble attempts to cure the world of the coronavirus. Now, about halfway through, we have very quickly established he has not solved the problem at all. He has completely abandoned the pursuit and is now just kind of playing with the magnets. Yes. The attempts to solve coronavirus have stopped by this point, and I think the fact that he has tried to link the two together is a little presumptuous on his part.
1: It's the ideas (laughs) process, though. You need this free flow of kind of thought and ideas. Um, So much like one would clip pegs to your ears, uh, he clipped them to his nostrils uh, and then... So he clipped one to one nostril and then clipped the other pair to the other nostril. I can
2: see where this is about to go wrong. Okay, so,
1: (laughs) so far so good. You've got one pair, one pair. He then removed the exterior magnets and the interior magnets clipped together on either side of his. Uh, what would that be called? Septim, Your septum. Septum. I'm going to say. There.
2: Did he want that to happen?
1: No. I think it
2: might have no. been part
0: of the ideas process. Uh, possi- <laughs> Possibly. Possibly.
2: I, I I'm sorry. I can't. I can't be outraged or enraged at this guy. <laughs> this is. This is no, a this mad. S- rules. Yeah, he's a mad scientist. He's sweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, like, honestly, I, I think for everyone that's like ever ended up in an ER with you know something stuck in your butt or, or whatever, this guy is—it's—it's it, it's absolutely the same region. It doesn't matter. And he's um, civic-minded.
2: He's—it's—he's it's, it, not like one of those gentle perverts that has to go get something removed from their anus. He genuinely <laughs> wanted to help. He's just—he's just a mad scientist. All respect to this man. Mm-hmm. I'd rather. Oh, would
0: I have. I have told the story yeah. of how um, one of my ears, if I like press on my ear, it just kind of folds in half like it's on a hinge because the cartilage is like snapped in a clean line all the way through. Um, and the reason for this is that when I was a teenager doing teenager stuff, um, I I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before. Um, I realized that like the the washing machine when it was on the spin cycle. You could like uh, hold the lid open and just put your finger in where the little tab on the lid goes, and it would keep going, and you could look inside. Uh, I'm standing there. To look- <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing there. What are you- are oh, you wait. Perman- oh wait! Oh wait! So, Andrew, are you permanently ten? Uh, hold on, hold on. So, so I'm looking inside, just mesmerized by this extremely fastly spinning uh, drum of a of a clothes washer. And some part of my brain goes. I wonder what would happen if I stuck something in there. <laughs> the nearest thing to hand was a broom. I pick up the broom and just slowly, <laughs> slowly, <laughs> gingerly, <laughs> like a scientist, like a scientist, gently probing. Uh, just
2: stick the tip of the broom just, into just uh, I mean, right, uh, right, writing down purpose. Hypothesis, <laughs> method, <laughs> materials. The,
0: the broomstick makes contact with some laundry. Uh huh. Is immediately caught, uh, mm. and then spins some at something like a similar speed to the drum in which I have inserted it, uh-huh. uh, and smashes me in the side of the head with the top uh-huh. half of the broom. Well, hey, that's science. So very hard. The science. You know, well, some people have to make the sacrifices in order to save the world, like our brave scientist friend here. Yeah, that's all. So I had a big cauliflower ear for a while, um, and and now <laughs> my ear like, is just permanently broken in half.
2: Because you were like, I wonder what would happen if I, uh, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out the spin cycle. Hey, yeah. hey, honey, cancel the Netflix subscription. We've Got to th- 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 a whole decade of entertainment here. Hey, can we put the light load on tomorrow? Um, oh, and you thought that wasn't all? No, it's interactive. Watch this. It's broom I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> it's broom time, baby. I'm going to see what well, happens. I also discovered. Uh, uh-huh. Now, oh, now, what now? Else you, you want to talk about it? You want By to talk way, about I'm, another source of entertainment? I, I have to tell you this. I'm picturing you doing all of this in a white lab coat. <laughs> yes,
0: as you should be. <laughs> um also discovered you could do the same thing with the dryer right you just stick your finger in a little hole Wait, wait wait, 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 before i severely injured myself i was gonna yeah. say
2: was this after <laughs>
0: <laughs> well but i reckon it was before so you know you know like um you know like at a say say a, f- a fairground or some type such thing with amusements that sort of thing uh oh do i know about like amusements a, do you know about amusements? <laughs> they will have... Um, Oi, that guy's like... amusing himself. <laughs> Oi give it, fun, us, it. give it us, Bo. Um They'll have like a tunnel that has a walkway along it and the tunnel spins around the outside and it makes you feel like you're losing your balance as you're going through.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty amusing. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you open up an empty clothes dryer, but keep it running and stick your head inside <laughs> and stare at the center of it, uh, after a minute or two, if you then step out of the drier area, your brain will be very discombobulated, and you will <laughs> stagger around.
2: I'm in. I'm, I'm. I'm Andrew Law, and this is the laundry. Sorry, I did an impression <laughs> of you, but it came out British. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm many I'm, hours in the oh, laundry. Oh, welcome to Jackass. I'm Andrew Law, and this is Laundry Day. Jackass. <laughs> oh my god.
0: So Theo. <laughs> We've established uh-huh. that the science has ended at this point and the man is just having fun. Uh
1: but he is not halfway done yet. So he's got <laughs> two He's got, got one one in each nostril. Um he then is out of ideas. So he looks up a YouTube video, um and there was an 11-year-old boy <laughs> who had the same problem. And the solution was more magnets.
0: It's going well when the only other person you can find who's uh-huh. fucked this up and needs help is an 11-year-old. Old.
1: Uh, so you put him on the outside and to offset the pull from the inside. So you know you want to pull them apart. So he's got him on the outside. Uh, he's pulling downwards to try and remove the magnets. They clip onto each other. He loses his grip and then two magnets shoot up his left nostril. So we're up to three magnets in the left nostril, uh, one magnet in the right nostril. Uh, He then attempts to use pliers to pull them out, Uh, but but they become magnetized by the magnets Mm. in his nose. Every time I brought the pliers close to my nose, my entire nose would shift towards the pliers, Ah. (laughs) uh, and and then the pliers would stick to the magnet. And then he goes to the hospital.
2: So The hospital's not doing anything right now. No, the (laughs)
1: hospital... They've got nothing better...
2: (laughs) It's so good that he was trying to help (laughs) with the whole thing.
0: And he's like, by the way, I need you to take some time to sort out the many, many magnets up inside my nose. I'm
2: just trying to help. Mm. So Um, I was doing
0: some science
2: when... (laughs) Anyway, you know the old lady that swallowed a fly... Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. so they get up
1: there. They they anaesthetise his nasal passage. Um, they get up there. They get the three out from the left hand nostril, and then the one that's left in the right hand nostril, having nothing else to to hold it, falls down the back of his throat.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just that's class. It's a classic problem with this kind of thing, uh-huh. you know. Well, you I mean, th- th- every it's time. Like a cliche- it's like a cliche, you know? Ah, you know, you get three magnets out, one falls down the back of your throat, you know? It's like that, life. <laughs> it's like, think, hey, I mean,
0: first first, it's not... It's too magnetized, and then it's not magnetized enough. Make up am your
1: I,
2: mind. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> so he
1: then proceeds to cough up the magnet, and he's, and he's done at this point. Um, yeah. I, I think... And I think, look... What he's done to help is pretty, pretty evident. We've... <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> obviously. I believe, I believe hey, his job know, here is done. You know what? Uh, I I don't. I think it's so obvious. We don't even need to say it. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he, he, he he like coughs that last magnet up onto the uh, floor of the uh, onto the floor of the um, operating table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Dusts his hands together and strolls out of the room
1: Like a bullet being pulled out of a wounded
2: veteran (laughs) Well, I've done my good deed for the day
1: (laughs) Dusts his hand, walks out Yes. So I think we should all just take a moment to (laughs) just thank our tech lords
2: Out there getting it done Getting it done Thank you, tech lords Well, uh, one of them... In, in the UK, G- James getting, Dyson. getting it done, whatever it is. <laughs> well, J- James Dyson says that, look, we don't need to participate in a European scheme to purchase ventilators because, thank God, we're technically still allowed to because we're technically still part of like every European Union program. We're, instead of doing that, we've decided to get this guy who is very good at making uh, hoovers um, to make a special new kind of ventilator that he can't or won't explain but he's making 10,000 of whatever they are. Well, that's got to be good. Hmm. Yeah, probably there's 10,000 of it. They can't all be bad, you know. So it's we have our our version of the magnet in the nose guy. It's just the problem is our version's a billionaire and also a big Tory party donor. So he gets to do his magnet in the nose experiment on everyone as opposed to himself.
1: Is it just 10,000 ventilators that can only breathe out?
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's ten, It's ten thousand <laughs> ventilators that that can no. It's that they can only breathe in. they are Hoover.
0: <laughs> Everybody immediately having
2: their lungs sucked out of their body. Well, look. You said the problem was diseased lungs. It's not the problem anymore. <laughs> now you've got a whole other problem to work with. Yeah. Oh god. You wanted. Oh, you wanted me to. Oh, you keep the lungs but fix them. Make it clear in your requirements documentation.
0: You had to say what was in scope. You didn't say that them being alive was in scope. That's yeah, going to cost have, you a lot more.
2: It's. it's we're going to have to do a change request now.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I think that is just about all we have time for today. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. All of our bonus episodes are still currently free in lockdown season. Um, if you do want to support the show, um, including the people uh who are on the show who up until previously were employed through casual employment, you can go to patreon.com slash Bunta Vista. Uh if you would like to hear more of Riley and his many, many chums Yes, uh, on Trash Future, you
2: can find Trash Future you on can. all the podcast things. On, on the on your apps and ops, on maybe on your ventilator, depending on what features it has. Yes. Uh you can find you can find us there um and also you can uh find us on twitch.tv slash trash future podcast a thing that we're doing now that no one has anything on yes
0: that's true nobody has ever posted anything to twitch before now as no. far as i know that's true that's right uh yes, ninja so think, just started uh, with millions of followers i assume well, we're all, we're all just trying to do our best and pump out a bunch of content for people to look at and listen to in these times of being very stuck in the
2: house. Thanks for your time, Riley. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's literally always a delight to come here onto the Boonta Vista cast and, quote, boont off with you guys. <laughs> it's boonting off with both hands. <laughs> yeah, baby. It's booting time.
0: Beautiful. Well, everybody, we will see you next week, or maybe even midweek, if you know, if you listen to the bonus ones too. They're bloody free. Go and get them. Oh, bye they're bye. only
2: bloody free, aren't they? Only bloody free.
0: Rip oh, off. is that too expensive for yeah. you?
2: Cheaper, cheaper than one of your classic Bunnings snags.
1: It costs you nonepence. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Goodbye>. We,
0: we <laughs> will get an ASBO if we throw them away, though, so somebody has to come and consume it. Yeah, thanks it. everybody. Bye. Bye.